and welcome to another episode of No Life Like Show Life. I hope you can understand me. I'm still a little bit suffering from my COVID illness. Today we will be talking about a topic that's kind of different from the other topics we've talked about in the past. It's not an amateur portrait. It's not something that has to do with writing in the like, yeah, strict sense. But today we're going to get like more creative perspective on the topic of horses and riding. I will be talking to Laura Hochgründler, who owns Laura Sophie Photo. She is a photographer and many, many more things. So I'd like to ask you to introduce yourself, Laura, please. Hey, Leonie. First of all, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Um... My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, my name is Laura. As you already said, I'm an equine photographer. And I'm 22 years old, like almost 23 now. And yeah, I'm originally from Tyrol in Austria, uh, close to Kitzbühel. But now I moved to Vienna a few months ago. And yeah. And I know that you have a horse, but can you maybe tell me how you got involved with horses in the first place? Yes, I have a quarter horse mare now. And yeah, um, I started riding when I was six because my mom also had the horse fever back then when she was young. So and her parents, they couldn't afford to like give her a horse or anything. So I think that she wanted to do this for me. So she um, brought me into the riding thing when I was six. And then I had a few years of riding the classic English riding, but I never really was into it. I always just rode for a few months in the summer, then I stopped again. So I never had any <laughs> progress going on. And then when I was like 10 or nine, I, I had a friend and she had a paint horse. And I was really like, yeah, really also wanted this Western riding thing because it seemed so much cooler and everything. So I asked her like where she has the horse from and where she learned how to ride this Western style. And then she actually named me a barn in my village. So I was like, mom, 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 I want to go there. I want to go there. And then she was like, okay, yeah, she will call her. And then it, it was like that she didn't take new people. But because we had some common friends, she was like, okay, yeah, I mean, she can come for a lesson or something. Hmm. So I, yeah, so I started riding there and then I was really like catched from this. I don't know, before I never had this, I had this horse fever, but I never had this, I want to be a good rider or anything. And there I really started riding there and I, I, it felt so right. So I knew, okay, if I will continue riding then for sure in the Western riding thing. Yeah, and then with 11, I already got my first horse because my parents, they saw that it's actually the same amount of money and that it makes actually more sense for me to have a, my own horse that I can play with and learn with. So I got my own horse and she was like a trail riding horse. She really was, she knew nothing in the, in the show arena or in, in the riding arena. She was really just for trail riding. She was a, an amazing kid's horse. Like you could crawl behind her, behind her and like under her legs and everywhere. It was like... I don't know, she was really an amazing kid's horse, but she knew nothing about the collecting herself or riding or anything. So I did this all by myself because then a year later, the people from the barn gave me a cool horse of them to show. And I started on a little, little um, show near my village, a one day show. And then I got into this novice class. It was like 10 people in there or something. And I won the pleasure and the trail on this day and I immediately had this show fever so of course I also wanted to do shows but yeah then my horse didn't knew nothing about this so I had to like learn with her and it was really great because I really didn't have this um, thing where I had a good horse that I can just sit on and show I really had to learn with this horse and practice and get her to something where she hasn't been at all and I haven't been at all 
So yeah, after a while, we all realized that Sunny, Sunny was my old mirror. She was already 11 when I got her. And at some point she was really stubborn. She was like a paint horse, quarter horse, pinto pony mix. And she really had this mindset of a pony. She really was super stubborn. And it was really hard to teach her something. And she hated the shows. So at some point we realized that if I want to do shows, I cannot have her for long term. So um, we decided to look for another horse. But my parents, they really couldn't afford buying me a second horse. And I really loved Sunny. I didn't want to sell her. So it was always a dream having a really good horse. And then after a few years, I had an accident with another horse um, on the pasture. And I luckily was really good in short. So we got a lot of money from the um, accident insurance from which money I bought my horse now, Petty. Yeah, I bought her then from the States. And this was in 2017. And she was a two-year-old back then. And then 2019, my old mare unfortunately died because of a colic. And yeah, so now I have one horse and she's in foal now to insomnia. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram that she's in foal now. But how is she bred? Because I always tend to forget. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, she's from Good Machinery. Oh, yeah. And out of a investment mare, like her grandfather is reinvesting gold. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know him. Not every, yeah, yeah, that's her grandfather from the from the mother's line. Okay, and the horse you mentioned that you went to the first shows with, was it the Palomino mare? No, 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 no. That was way later. That was okay. in 2017. The first horse I got for the show was actually a reigning mare. She was a really cool horse, but she knew a lot for the little shows. She was really cool for for us children. But the Palomino mare you mentioned, uh, Reno. I don't know, maybe some of the people know her. She's uh, an Ain't It the Blues and belongs to Lisa Schlatter. Lisa Schlatter is also the owner of the barn where I started the Western riding. And I showed her in 2017 at the Europeans. That was like my first big show in Kreut. Also, unfortunately, my last one. <laughs> Because, yeah, then... No, no, that's not true. Actually, in the same year, we also showed her at the Indian Summer Show. But, um, yeah, then... After I wanted to start Paddy, but I only showed her in hand. And then, unfortunately, she had the issues with her legs and everything. So so when will Paddy have her baby? Um, Paddy will have her baby by the end of um, April. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, she living I'm at really the excited. Moment? Uh, she's living a little bit outside of Vienna in a little private barn. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's basically just chilling there. I go there like two... <laughs> two, three times a week and launch her and just brush her and just care for her because of the fall and everything. And because she was also in Belgium before, mm -hmm. um, like last year, the whole summer she was in Belgium while I did my tour and she was really not out of shape, but I didn't want to start her again now while she was in fall. So I just like doing some chilling stuff with her and yeah, just let her chill and be a mommy. Yeah. And are you going to keep the baby or will it be for sale? It will probably be for sale, but I don't know yet. I for sure don't want a gelding. Um, so mm -hmm. if it's a stallion, I will for sure sell it. But if it's a mare, I will have to think about it. <laughs> I don't know yet. I mean, I know myself. I, I'm always so, I don't know. I always love my animals so much. I never want to sell them. I'm pretty sure that if it's there, then I will want to keep it. But I know that I'm not able to afford it. And it's then a question of keeping Paddy or the foal and I love Paddy so much he really is like my soul horse and I'm pretty sure that I will never sell Paddy so the chance is high that I will sell the baby but I don't know yet I have to see when it's there and then I will decide also my mom really wants a riding horse 
So we already talked about maybe that she keeps the baby and then we kind of share. But yeah, that will be something that we have to discuss in the future. Oh, well, that's very cool. I mean, if your mom is into horses as well, right? Yes, yes, it's really nice because she understands me and the sports and she always supported me in the, in the past and like over the years. And I mean, it costs so much money. We all yeah. know that. And my parents, they're really not rich or anything. They're like normal people and they always gave me the possibility of doing this sport and I mean I never got into the big shows like other people like that that I'm there like five six times a year but still if I wanted to go somewhere also when I bought Paddy of course like the money it was not entirely enough so they also gave me something for the horse or then also she was in training with Rika for almost a year and they also paid me this and it's like they always supported me until I was able to earn my own money And I really appreciate that because she really understood the the horse sense. So yeah, that's really, really nice to have a mom that understands and also have the same interests. Yeah, absolutely. And you just said that you haven't shown in Croyd for many, many years, but you have been to Croyd and you just mentioned that you're earning your own money now. So as I mentioned in the beginning, you're a photographer now. But when did you exactly start your business? My business, I actually started one day after I turned 18 because I already knew that I wanted to be an equine photographer when I was like 15, 16. So when I turned 18, I couldn't wait until going to this office and like signing the paper that I have an official business. But yeah, from now seeing, I would not recommend this. Yeah, so I started it in 2017. But I would say that officially... Like having a business, in my case, the business didn't have to grow that much. Me personally, I had to grow into the business. And that took me, of course, a while because you can have talent, you can have skills, but you will never be ready for a business if you're mentally not, not there yet. And I mean, I was really young, so I really had to grow into it. And so officially, I would say that I started my business in 2020 because there it really got more serious. I found my style and I really knew where I want to go with this and that I want the Western riding all around, maybe also reigning clients. You know, I really had an idea of where to go and what to do. And then I also understood how a business works or how I have also to like express myself to the outside world to make them understand what I want to do with it or where I want to go with it. And that's, that was really a huge part. And I think there it actually really started. So I think it's very cool to be 18 and just go and take up a business and have the courage to do so. Because as you know, for me, it took me a while to realize that I should turn the show life into a business. So I think it's a very courageous step, especially in this industry, because we all know that it's quite volatile and not, you know, ever changing. So, you know, you just mentioned that in 2020, it got more serious. So what does your daily life look like? You mentioned a tour before. Yes. Um, first of all, thank you. Um, I am a bit crazy sometimes, so maybe that's why I did it with 18. But yeah, my daily life, basically, I do not really have a certain routine. I mean, yes, I'm a business woman, but not entirely. For me, it's more about the creative part, about the photography part. So I'm also like a, an artist and I do not have like a routine where I get up at seven every day and then I have a coffee and then I do this and this. It's more like every day is different. And I just, I sometimes sit in the evening from eight until four in the morning and I edit pictures or something. And sometimes I get up at five and I work um, until 12 and then I go back. You know, it's like, I do not really have a, a daily routine, but what's like, is the whole routine is that I'm doing tours 
every summer. So also this year, I'm going to make a tour again, a little bit different than last year because it's very full. But yeah, last year, it was the first time I did it. And also before I did the tour, I was still working for a company. I was still working for Swarovski as a designer. And then I quit my job and then I immediately started the tour. And I was uh, driving through seven countries. It was Italy, um, Switzerland, Germany, Holland, Belgium, Czech Republic, and Austria, of course. And I had 41 shootings. Yes, so this is what I did last year. And I, it was like kind of the first year to see how it's going. Like, is there even interest in this? But when I announced the tour, it was so many people texting me really crazy. And this is also why I then quit my job. Um, because I was sure, okay, I could live from this full time. And then also in between, I had the shows where I took pictures with Art and Lights. So this year, I'm able to do it again. So the winter is always kind of like my break time where I recharge my creative batteries. I really also need that. So I do not really take that many um, shootings in the winter. I do not want so many shootings in the winter because I know myself that if I do something too much, then I lose the passion for it and I don't want that because it's really a passionate thing the whole photography thing it's really my my dream job and I don't want to lose passion for something that I actually love doing in the winter I always um, take back the shooting um, amounts and then in the summer I go and do it in the big picture and this year I'm going to make like little tours um, every month I will go like on one or two tours for like one week two week maybe I also combine it with the shows I'm I, I still have to plan it but yes that's the plan that's very exciting and before we go back to all the horsey related stuff you have to tell me about the Swarovski job because I didn't know that <laughs> Yeah, I know. Not many people do know that. Yeah, I started that right after school, basically. Like, after I made my A-levels, I did an internship with Rike Benjaminsen for two months. And then after, I went back home. And I was looking for a job. And Swarovski, the headquarter, it is, um, like, 45 minutes from my hometown. So I applied there. And then I was, for two and a half years, I was there as a special motive designer. And I was basically doing what people are doing on a show shirts. I was doing that on the computer when a customer came to Swarovski and they were like, hey, I want this and this. Then we were making it possible in a digital way for the production. So we were kind of preparing it for the production to do it. And we were also the ones that were saying like, okay, hey, listen, this is possible. This is not possible because of some yeah, rules. And um, yeah, so this is what I did for two and a half years. And it was mostly like the, the stones that we have on or the crystals that we have on the jackets for the for the shows. We also set these on fabric most of the time. There was like 80% of the job. I mean, sometimes it was, so, was also something 3D, but mostly it was like this 2D on fabric. That's very cool, actually. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. And yes, it what... was a really good experience also. Oh, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And what do you offer at the moment? Because you mentioned the tour, the shootings, you also mentioned the shows. So what's your whole portfolio? Yeah, of course, my main offer is the photographies or like the shootings. But I also do ads and logos. That's also something I would like to do more in the winter, in the future. And also what I'm trying to start is videos. But it takes a little bit longer to get into this because it's a whole new equipment and a whole new technique also a whole new program and everything and I'm working on it already I have a really good friend of mine that sometimes did videos for me and he sometimes borrows me his camera for practicing and also he um, like shows me the the program and everything and that's really cool I really love it also to play around with it and experience or get experience with this 
but yeah, as I said, it will take a little bit longer until I can really take it into my offer because it's so much more effort and also money to have all the equipment and everything and the practice also to be able to offer it actually and like ask money for it. So that's something for the future, but now it's shootings, ads and logos. Okay, so the videos would be like for stallions, for example? For example, yes, yes. I could also imagine actually like doing it for private clients, just like cute videos of the horses, just something short. It doesn't have to be as long as the stallion promotion things, just something short, like during the shootings or something. I could really imagine like offering this within a package. Mm -hmm. So if I, for example, wanted to do a promotion video for the show life that has all of our horses in it, you could make it possible. Exactly, exactly. This is the plan. That's cool. Very cool. Yes. And whenever you are at the shows, you are part of the team of Art and Light. You also mentioned that. And what does your show day look like? Because I always feel like your days are so long. You have to sit in the sun a lot and you have to concentrate really hard, right? Yes. As you mentioned, we're just sitting, but you're so tired. Like you're also your body because you have to concentrate on every horse and every horse moves different. So you have to get into every like every few minutes you have to like get into a new horse and a new style of moving and you still have to um, be able to get the same outcome so it is really hard and long days also as you mentioned um, for me personally I am a like a night person so the getting up early and then being there at 6 six thirty or whenever the show starts and then sitting until I don't know, 10 in the evening or two in the morning or whatever, however long the day is. Yeah, that's really, really hard, but I would never want to miss it. It's so much fun. And I'm so excited, like with every horse that is going into the show pen, I am like um, really excited, trying new things out, trying new angles, trying how to use the light. Yeah, it's just something I would really not want to miss, even though it's hard sometimes. Yeah, it's a hard job, I I imagine. But do you have a favorite event to take pictures of? Yes, the Western Pleasure. I knew that. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Also, always in the in the office, um, <laughs> I am like, oh, there's the senior pleasure. And Corey's already like, so you want to do it? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so everyone and everyone now, they're like planning me in for the pleasures already because they know I really want to do it. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but of course, there are also other events I really enjoy taking pictures of. For example, the horsemanship is definitely one of my favorites because the horses usually always look nice um, because they're much more collected because you have the rein shorter. Also, they get a better front leg when you have the rein shorter. Like also the horses that are not like pleasure horses or moving like pleasure horses, they usually still have this really nice front leg. So you're so it's easier to take this front leg low picture. Same for the trot. And then also really enjoy taking pictures of the reining. And the reining, for me, I mean... I did take pictures of reining horses and also in the reining class on the shows, but it's so hard. I I think to the outside viewer, it seems as the stops, they're the easiest to take pictures of, but actually they aren't. It's so hard because they're moving the leg so fast when they're stopping, but you have to press the button in this moment where they're coming up with the shoulder, they're going down under with the butt, then the sand has to be like a lot still so it cannot be by the end of the stop it has to be like in the middle part of the stop and then as i said the shoulder has to be up one leg has to be straight and the other one to the rest and because they're moving the leg so fast it's still really hard um to do it if you're still thinking about it like at some point when you do it more and more and more then i also get into this automatism 
But until you're at this point, it takes me a while and it's really, really nice for me because I know what I'm doing with the photography and I always like, I don't always do the same, of course, it's everything, like every shooting is different and I really enjoy that. But on the show, it's mostly the same all the time. So it's really nice to have something in between or where I still need my need to think about it a little bit more. So that's really, really nice. This is why I enjoy the raining also a lot. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's really cool that you're part of their team now because I know Corey's photography and I love it. And I can usually tell whether you have taken the picture or whether Corey has taken it. I think you once actually had like a little riddle on the Arden Light Facebook page like who took which picture and I think I got them all right and I was very proud of that. So yeah that's also something that we all have our like um, unique style and we bring it in the show pictures. So the pictures itself they usually look kind of the same and I think that if someone would not like look out for or like try to figure out who took which picture you would not really see the difference but if you look closely of course there is like a a style thing in there yeah you you just mentioned that if you don't look closely you could or you, you could, probably couldn't tell but I think that's also great because in a way you're all a little bit different but you also make a whole picture that is very harmonious and kind of like neat and clean in itself and I think you know it still has a little bit of ardent light and it still has a little bit of yourself and I think that's kind of cool I imagine yeah, it it's, really it's cool. hard to do, but it's cool. Yes, I think also Corey really appreciates that we all are able to, to bring up this level because I think it's really hard finding someone who can really make sure that with every event that they're taking pictures of, that the pictures are nice and that every writer gets some pictures. Yeah. Um, and I think especially on this level where the shows are I mean the equipment it costs so much the horses it costs so much training you know and then you go to shore and you would be really disappointed if the photographer would not be able to also bring the same level in the pictures yeah. that you also have in your writing and and equipment so I think that's really something that is super cool about our team that everyone is really good and is just bringing in their own style and that's really uh, yeah really special I also really love being part of this team because it's so inspiring having other people everyone is doing their own business in the meanwhile but then we all come back to the shows and we're this one team and and we really have so much fun and everyone is just making sure that the level of the whole thing is really really good and that's really cool as you said you pay so much money to be at the show you have such great equipment great horses and if you don't have pictures and the the memories that come with the pictures it's just kind of sad because all the the trophies and the equipment and you know everything will kind of fade but you still have the picture in 10 maybe 20 maybe 30 years yes yes exactly and also I had to laugh at the fact that you said that you all have a very high level because I know that Corey is very strict with this and I think it's right I think it's good but yes. I think that's something that's very typical of her that she makes sure that everybody knows their craft and knows their job and I think that's what makes it good. Yes, really, really. If she wouldn't do that, it could never go where we need to, to be with this whole um, quality. She's not strict. She's really not strict. I think she's the most chill um, chef that you could have. But she still, of course, has to make sure that we all have this level because it's also in her name. Yes, of course. I can, I can totally yes. understand. I think it's a good thing. But yes, 
whenever you work by yourself, you, you do the shootings, you have your very own style. So let's talk about the shootings for a bit. Whenever I would approach you and ask for a shooting, how should I prepare? That's a really good question. I mean, there are certain things that you really should do before a shooting. Like I always uh, send my customers like a little preparation guide where everything is put down really detailed. But um, generally, you really should think of a show. Like how would you prepare your horse for a show? And this is also the same that you want to have on a shooting. Or if you would rather have like trail riding pictures or like pictures in the forest or whatever, then of course you prepare your horse fitting this style that you want of the outcome of the shooting. So I think it's really important to have an idea of where you want to go with the pictures. And if you do not have an idea, that's also fine. And just talk to me and we can figure it out. But yes, I think that's the first thing to, to think about. And then, of course, you have to think about what to wear, like, or which color does your horse have. If you have like a sorrel mare, I would not recommend, for example, to wear something orange. Also, think about the details and also, of course, wear jewelry and um, all of this. And then also have to think about like, which kind of pictures do you want? Because, I mean, my style is kind of... Um, there so I always do sunset or sunrise but then also if you do not want sunrise or sunset pictures that's also fine you can also tell me and then we have to figure out on which daytime or like in which um, season we're doing our shooting you really have to know like where do you want to go with your shooting what is your outcome and then we can discuss like what do you have to do to get there and but I think the most important thing is just to be confident and feel good about yourself and about your horse and just remember like which relation do you have to your horse why do you love your horse and this is in the end what you what we want to capture in the pictures so I think this is really something that you should keep in mind also during the shooting because a lot of people I see that they're putting a lot of pressure on them because they're super excited which is super sweet I love it but it also makes the horse a bit nervous sometimes I mean horses are really sensitive and if you're really nervous they also get nervous at a certain point and then I think some people they in the beginning especially they forget about the relationship or the the connection that they have to their animal and I think that's really something to keep in mind that this is a something fun and this is really something you like to do and it should be a nice time and it's no pressure from my side so just remember the connection that you have to your horse and just have fun. And that's, in the end, the thing that will make the picture. And also, of course, if the people are nervous, I think that they're kind of ashamed about it. But don't be ashamed about it. We all should embrace emotions and we should all, um, I don't know, be as we are and like feel what we feel and also express it. So if you're nervous at the shooting... To everyone out there listening to this now who will book a shooting in the future or have a shooting with me in the future, please, if you're nervous, come and tell me and I will tell you what to do also if you're afraid about something or um, if you don't know like how to pose or anything, express it, tell me, then I will like, I will definitely instruct everyone how to pose exactly because I have a lot of uh, a lot of experience with this so it's absolutely no problem just tell me if you're insecure with it or as I said if you're nervous or if you don't know what to do just let it flow and and yeah just let me know you just mentioned details and I also yeah I had to think a little bit because um, at some point I took pictures with Caro you know who takes our candidates mm -hmm. and I forgot to take off like a rubber band on my wrist you know to tie a ponytail 
And it annoys me so much, you know, that I didn't think of it. And I feel like I would be a person to make many mistakes like this. So do you have other examples of mistakes one should avoid before the photo shooting? Yes, the bands around the wrist, that happens a lot of times. I don't know how many times I photoshopped out that until I realized, okay, that's a lot of work to photoshop it out. And now I always look, okay, do they have it or not? Because then we have to take it off. I think they're not really mistakes, I would say. You cannot do something wrong at a shooting. It's like everything you want to do or that you're doing is fine. And if it doesn't look good or anything, I will tell you. So there's not really something that you could mistake with. But what I really, or what also people are getting annoyed of the most at the shootings is when the horse is not standing. So what I really would recommend to everyone is really preparing the setup with your horse and then also go away from your horse like one or two steps because this is what you do at a shooting like if we take pictures of a horse you set it up and then you go a little bit away that I can take a picture of the horse alone and then the horse moves and then it takes long and then it's like um, the horse gets annoyed and then the, the the customer might get annoyed so this is really something that you should really really try to teach your horse before the shooting but other than that I don't think there's really something you could do really wrong that's actually good to know I mean it's a very positive approach and you just mentioned that the the picture that's going to be the outcome in the end should picture the relationship between yourself and the horse but do you have like a certain vision of a picture that you like the most yes I mean it always is like situation um, related but I usually have like a few sets that I always do with people and then the rest becomes itself. But I usually start with pictures of the horse and the, and the person with the black background if it's a sunset shooting. Then I always start with black background pictures and then it's always first the horse and the person. Then I always do like close-ups where it's just the, the head and the, and the upper body of the, of the people. And then like going a little bit further away and taking like whole body pictures. I always tell them to look to me, then look away. Then we make the horse look in different um, directions. And then we kind of, um, we maybe maybe set the horse straight or something. It's like, I have a few things that I always do, but then mostly we go with the flow and it just happens. What I think would be really not bad, but um, do not try to do too much because also I'm not that fast and the, the horse maybe doesn't have the ears forward, but then you're already moving into a new position. So we do not have a picture of the old position because the horse never had the ears forward or something. So what really is important is being slow because if you take a shooting of yourself without a horse okay that's fine that's pretty cool because then you're fast and you're moving and you're modeling and you're going with the flow but with the horse you kind of have to wait for your horse to look good next to you until you can move into a new position actually a good piece of advice that would be something that i should probably think about as well because my horse never has his ears forward but that's another problem <laughs> yeah, um, like most of the horses yeah yeah especially the, the lazy geldings <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but you just mentioned like kind of the the poses or positions you do with the horse and the rider and I feel like in the past we've seen a lot of kind of like stiff poses where people stand next to the horse in various ways which is okay you know I don't think it's ugly or anything but at the moment I feel like I'm seeing more like natural poses people laughing people you know, just being themselves. I'm actually thinking of the pictures you took of Nicole Pavlikova and her horse, Cassie. I love those pictures. Mm -hmm. I think they're so cool. 
So do you think you. that's like a current trend that's coming to photography? Yes, totally. I really think it's going more into this chill, loving style because I think in the past it was a lot about you either do the show aspect, the sport aspect, or you do the loving connection um, sunset thing. And what I'm doing now is trying to combine all of this. And I think that's something that is definitely a trend. The thing that we were able, or that I am and my clients, that we're able to show that this is possible, that you can have a sport horse, because it is clear that you can have a sport horse and that you are loving. But I think in the past, it was a lot about this sports thing that you are kind of presenting this um, this high level of your horse. And now it's like, we're having this this really, really nice looking horse that is like in a good shape or anything, but you still show that you're also loving this horse. It's and I think that's actually good because I feel like I'm getting a little bit tired of watching those stiff poses. I'm actually loving the more natural aspect. And I feel that's also part of your style, as you just mentioned. I feel like you've also been working with certain versions of light a lot. And I kind of feel like I know who inspired you, but that's only guessing. <laughs> so tell me. Yeah, I think if someone else would describe my style, they would say it's a little bit Americanish, And I would say the same. I, I didn't like... I didn't see it and say and said like okay I want this American style it just happened to be and I really love the sunset and sunrise as I already mentioned and I don't know if I can really find a name for my style it's just that it's yes yeah, as I said happened to be it just grew into this and I just figured out that this is what I want to do and it's not something you can name I think but the lady you mentioned was Kirsty Marie also a lot of people they tend to call me the Kirsty of Europe, which is really cool because she's really my biggest role model. I, I would really love to have the same position in the, in the industry as she's having in the US. That's really, really cool. So I would say my style is, of course, influenced of her, but I also kind of try to go a little bit away from this because I don't want to copy her and I don't want to be like her. I just, um, I just have her as a role model. And of course, um, I bring that into my style also, but it's not the thing that I really want to do. I want to have my unique style. I think this is also something to keep in mind that I am not her and that I really try also, I don't try to get away from it, but I just try to get towards something that is unique about me. And I think if you look at her pictures and my pictures also in combination, uh, not combination, in comparison, um, it's that hers are more rustical sometimes and I'm even more cheesy sometimes because it's like even more orange and even more like with the sun directly in the back so it's already a little bit different but yeah I still try out to not really be like her even though of course I'm influenced of her yeah you know, you're right that was the person I was hinting at what's kind of funny actually because you mentioned the sunset and the more cheesy style and when I first met you I didn't have the impression that you were like the type of girly girl that likes the sunset and the sunrise. <laughs> I actually like saw you more as an artsy person. So I felt like whenever I would want to do a shooting with the horse, that's kind of like different. It has more like breaks and ruptures in style and more opposite things and things that clash. I would actually figure that you would be a person who could achieve that and get 
away from the kind of like cheesy style. So I'm, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that you said that this is your like main trait. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I am actually a quite artsy person. But also I do think that to the outside world, I sometimes seem a bit different than I actually am. Because next to this artsy and cool and not girly thing, I'm also still very sensitive and emotional and I also embrace that a lot. And um, so I think this is also what like makes my style in the end, because it combines all of this. Because when you have a look at my pictures, in the first moment, you see all of these sunsets and cheesiness. But then when you look at it closer, I still think that the pictures are having this coolness in themselves. So also when you look at the background pictures, they're way more cool and edgy. So yeah, I think this is what is the mix in the end that makes it. But I'm also always really happy if people are coming with new ideas. Because, I mean, of course, sure, if you want uh, like a certain style on your pictures, you should definitely look for a photographer that is matching the style that you're expecting. But I always really, or I would love to do more like artsy stuff and um, things that are also going away of my comfort zone. Like this year, for example, I will have like a unicorn shooting, which I never did before, but I'm super excited about it. Like really, I'm so much looking forward to the shooting already. And um, yeah, it's like something completely new. And it will be so much fun and I would be really happy if people would come to me with more like um, extraordinary things also. I mean, of course, I'm always happy to do just my style because I know what I'm doing. I'm sure that I can give the customer what they're expecting of me. But if there's something new, that would be so cool. And I think one important aspect actually that I kind of realized when I looked at your pictures before that podcast is the fact that fashion is a very important aspect in your pictures because I feel like you mentioned Kirsty before and I think that her clients often tend to have like a similar style in clothing it's very mm -hmm. western in a way sometimes and I feel like many of the people you take pictures of are very you know aware of fashion and they like trends and they like certain style of clothing it's not as in Kirsty's pictures but I always feel like that what they wear is very important to them it's more than just you know I do one picture in show clothing and one in jeans and a shirt yeah yes and I'm really blessed with this also that uh, people are that aware of what they're wearing I I, I mean I always I, as I mentioned already I, I give this preparation guide to the people so I tell them kind of like what they can wear and which kind of style but I think in the end I'm really just lucky that I have customers that know what they look best in and I also think that clothes they make the people and it's not about what you wear but it's about how you wear it and how you're feeling in it because this is in the end what expresses on the picture and I think that's um, something as I said I'm just really lucky that people are so like self-aware and self-confident in what they wear yeah absolutely and I think they all wear something that they feel comfortable in but it still looks very good. I think that's hard to achieve because I also sometimes see people on pictures and I feel like, okay, they wanted to wear a nice dress, a big dress, but they don't strike me to be the dress type. And it looks like they're kind of like not feeling it. Me, myself included <laughs> in, that, in that statement, you know, it actually is what it is. I'm trying it out all the time to take pictures with a dress and with some of them it works but with others it doesn't and I 
don't feel comfortable and you can see it on the picture and Yes, I mean, I always tell them to bring at least four to six outfits that we can go through in the beginning and we can mm -hmm. look, okay, what what kind of fits to the horse, to you, what do you feel best in, and and so on. We also change the outfits during a shooting. It's not just one shooting, uh, one outfit for the whole shooting. Yeah, It's really um, that we shoot in three or four different outfits sometimes. I mean, it uh, depends on the time and the amount of horses, but usually you have a normal clothes then you um, put on show clothes for the riding pictures and then maybe we have time for another shirt or something or you know it's like you have different outfits and different variations and then in the end you get your online gallery for me and then people I think they also choose the pictures of course where they look best and they look yeah, best sure. on the pictures where they feel best so yeah, yeah I think that's also part of it so how long does a shooting take with the outfit changes and the tacking up and you know takes usually between two or three hours it depends on the amount of horses and if the people they want riding pictures some people also actually just want black background pictures I still drag them out I'm still like hey let's go outside and in the end they usually also take a lot of outside pictures but um, yeah it's it depends but usually it's it is between two and three hours but after three hours you're already really tired like you really have to stop it cannot take longer than this because it's really hard setting the horse up all the time and doing all of this different stuff it's also sometimes a little bit stressy because then you know the maybe there's a cloud and I, I see it coming and I'm like okay we have to be fast with the sunset pictures because then the sun will be gone so it's like it always depends a little bit on the on the situation but usually I would say two or three hours Yeah, doesn't sound too much, but still, it's a lot of time, especially, you know, with the horses and keeping them alert so they don't get annoyed or, I don't know, tired. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the problem because they have to mm. be there all the time. You really like do something in front of their face all the time to make their, going, to make their ears going forward. So um, it's really also hard for them to concentrate on something all the time. And they also, they cannot only put their ears forward. They're mostly interested in the things that they see. So of course they're like focused on something constantly. And it's also really tiring for them. And at some point you really feel they're done. You cannot do something with them anymore. It's really too much. And then we also stop because I would never want to go over the, the limits of the horse or the, or the client. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about what you're doing at the moment, what you're offering at the moment, but do you have certain goals for the future as a photographer? As I already mentioned, the um, videos, definitely. But yeah, in general, I would be, I would love to be booked in the US or in general out of Europe. That That's really something I want to achieve in my lifetime at some point. That would be so cool. Other than that, I am mostly living in the moment I'm not really a person that is looking forward to the next 10 years or already is having a plan what I'm going to do the next 10 years so I think I do not have something else than this but what I in general also want to do is also do something without horses I really want to go back to portraits and the more arty aspect of photography, which of course can include horses, but I also maybe want to do something without horses at some point. Also these kind of things that you would put in a gallery. That has time, it will come and it's not something that I plan. I think it will just, I will just also grow into this and do it next to the horse things. The horse, the horse part will always stay. So um, yeah, that's something that's, that will come with the, with the time. Okay, so if anyone from the US or Australia or I don't know is listening, <laughs> you should you should book Laura 
everybody yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> you should also follow her on facebook and instagram you can find her um with if you i don't know if you search for laura sophie photography right then they will find yes. you yes and you can also go to our profile we will tag her we post a lot of her pictures many many pictures and um yeah so we'll, you will definitely find her you should follow her because her pictures are great as i mentioned before thank, thank you, you so much for joining me and i hope we will see each other soon at the shows yeah thank you so much for having me it was really a nice nice time and yeah i'm also really looking forward to seeing you we should definitely have a coffee at the next show yes <laughs> <laughs>